Greetings, greetings, everyone. Greetings. This is Tara and Rama, and we are your hosts this evening. And we have amazing co-hosts uh, to join us on this night at the right table. Uh, we have author and channeler Carolina Oceana Ryan, Caroline Oceana Ryan, energy healer Randy Miller, psychic medium and soul historian Omina McGee, and our panelists Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. And we're going to begin with a meditation. And uh, I'll leave it to you to know that the fairies are involved. And Omina is going to give this meditation. So, and we'll have the uh, fairies addressing healing for all, all, all concerned. And for the 100% healing of all concerned to happen here and now. And I pass this talking stick to you, Omina. Here it comes. Thank you, Rama and Tara. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I want you to visualize yourself as a child. Bring out your inner child. Hopefully, he or she is a happy inner child. If they're sad, you still bring them out and you're going to tell them, we're going to go to the fairy realm tonight and we are going to receive some healing. So you definitely want to get yourself very comfortable I know you all can't lie down, but if you were doing this meditation another time, it would be a good idea to lie down in the bed, pull the covers up under your chin, and straighten your body out. So if you're in a chair, feel your body. See if it's aligned with your spine. If there's aches and pains in it, sort of take a deep breath, releasing all the aches and pains. Breathe deeply and relax. Close your eyes. Sense your body and its weight. Again, if it feels uneven, move until your weight feels equally all over. Recognize the tension in your body. If there's any aches or pains. Acknowledge the stress you felt for the day. If you've had a bad day, acknowledge that and then take a deep breath and let it go. Or visualize taking a cosmic shower. That's allowing the white light to come down through your head, all the way through your body, taking out all the days, tensions, aches, pains, and anything else that you want to let go of. And you continue to deep breathe in and watch an electric blue ray turn golden and enter the area of your body that needs to be healed. Surrender to that. And as you are there, in a peaceful place, with the white light and the blue golden ray surround your whole body, invite your guides, your angels, your higher self, or whatever it is that you believe in that's for your higher good. Invite them in to your, to your third eye. You're going to take a trip into the country, the countryside. Select a quiet day where there will not be any hordes of the livers. You could be all by yourself 
in a valley surrounded by mountains and a lake, in a field of tulips, a field of daisies, a field of whatever you wish. You just find a nice spot where the grass is green and the foliage is abundant. A beautiful warm breeze, you can feel it on your body, on your face, where it gently caresses you, easing the tension out of your face, out of your eyes, and know that while you sit there, you attune to the energy surrounding you, whether it's the Mountains, the water, the flowers, the grass, whatever it is, attuned to it. And with your mind's eye, you gently call out to the creatures of the earth to surround you with peace and love. These creatures are the friends of the fairy kingdom. And you definitely don't want to take them lightly and you want to treat them with love and respect. As you're sitting there, Either popped up against a tree or a low seat and quietly watched the area around you with signs of life. When your inner feelings tell you to close your eyes, do so. Breathe deeply, allowing your spirit body and senses to overcome the physical ones. Remember that the crossover cannot be felt, but the spirit body consciousness will feel lighter and brighter than normal. Let your spirit body sense your environment and search for a direction for your focus on. Your spirit body can sense the presence of fairies. So can you, actually. When the feeling is extremely strong, gently allow your eyes to half open. You know how you half open your eyes and you start raising through your, I should say gazing, not raising, gazing through your eyelashes. And what may appear to fly might well be something else. A tree stump may hide a gnome, a blade of grass may hide a pixel. It's up to you to gently look through those eyes and see where they are. And focus on your heart. Allow your heart to reach out to whatever you see. Or maybe don't see. Just know it's there. Be receptive to feelings, some responses. Allow the fairy world to attune to your vibrations. They're inviting them into your space. They're allowing you into their space. With your mind, gently invite them to approach you. Do not move. Keep breathing gently. And know you are safe. If it is their will, they will come and allow you to see them. They will not come if you're steeped in disbelief. Even if you don't believe in it, make belief. That's the magic of it. You must have the heart and soul love for them that small child would have. Imagine your inner child being totally mesmerized by the little life that hides behind the blade the of glass or big grass. There may be some glass there too. Some will fly, some will walk. Some may even talk. 
Jai will they show you and allow yourself to learn from them. It's a wondrous world. If they've had enough, they will simply leave. But talk to them if you put your mind. Ask them if they have any messages for you. And listen. Listen to your heart. Feel their wings as they fly around you. They might even tickle your ear like if you allow it. When they had enough, their attention spans are very short at times. They will simply leave. In your mind, you can say goodbye to them and thank them and be grateful to them for coming to village you. And you can always go back and visit them anytime you feel like playing with little people or get their blessings or their healings or give it to them. And when you come away from this meditation, you will appreciate the fairies' work in keeping the world in balance with the laws of nature. If we respect the laws of nature, we will do well in our body, mind, and spirit. So if you had enough, you will simply meet them, thank them, and allow yourself to move into a fully awakened conscious state and come back into the room. Amen. And pass the toast. Oh, thank you, Omina. Thank you, fairies. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Oh. So. Hello. I hear You're someone. all welcome. <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, I hope, I hope for everyone that the calm of the day is with us. Well, yes. Just put yourself in the safe space or leave you. You can stay in the meadow or the or the mountain or the lake just with the serenity there and go on to the show. That's very true. Yes, um, visualize it. Calms me down. Yes. Um, there is a place that um, there's a place in Oregon. What's this called? Crater Lake. Crater Lake. I think a meteor ended up there at the time when Maldek was breaking up and became the asteroid belt and parts of Maldek may have created Crater Lake. I don't know. You just have a vague memory? Vague memory. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous lake and it's got um a bit of a mountain in the middle. It's not a real tall one, but it's uh, a mound, maybe. <clears throat> and this is at, uh, I think it's at dusk, or it could be dawn, either way. But uh, Rama got this picture from... Tom and Sweet Angelique the Cat. And there is this violet ray that is imbued all around that lake and on it and in the, and, and then there's some light uh, energy coming off of it too. 
the reflection of the violet ray is very strong off the lake. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. And I thought of this picture when you were sharing uh, your meditation with us, Omina, so that we can be calm. Uh, And uh, in the reports to uh, they keep on telling Rama that the energies right now are higher than they've ever been and as high as they can make them go without without what? Without us turning into confetti <laughs> <laughs> to make it lighter than it is. <laughs> so as we're doing all of this conversation, I was just going to say maybe that if you want to share, I'll pass the talking stick to, uh, how about you, Micah? Greetings. Greetings, Commander. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, just when you thought the energies couldn't get higher, They do. (laughs) We are in the most intense, unprecedented transformational times of our known history on this planet Earth, and quite possibly the entire Unicos. But even through, even though the adversity and challenge is very real, it is truly a blessing to be here at this time. Today, in the Public Teachings Knowledge Seekers Workshop, Mr. Kesh made a special announcement and commented on the very serious and dire situation facing Western Europe in the coming time. Energy shortages, food shortages, and hyperinflation. Mr. Kesh said, and I quote, I hope we don't see more hardship. I hope we can find a resolution to this matter. But if not, we need to be ready. And to be sincere, I don't see a resolution because I know the time for change has come and it had to come in this way. It had to come through technology, which is not on theology, but in fact, working for man to understand the strength of his soul and the purpose of his creation. As Mr. Kesh has said before, his technology would only be accepted when humanity is in fear of its own demise, not out of its beauty, but when it does, the beauty will show itself. In the next weeks, uh, testing the universal flight enhancement systems have been set for transmutation. This is a massive shift in plasma science and technology and will bring massive change. They are doing extended testing of this over the next days as a potential solution to the looming crisis in Western Europe. So let's all stay tuned to that. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Tara and Rama. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Kesh. That was just what I think we were ready to hear. My God, and that's exciting. And um, how can I feel this one out? I've been asking myself that to feel it, 
feel it deeply in our hearts. So um, that was a great answer. The time for change has come. And for goodness sake, as, you know, St. Nick always says, <laughs> we're the highest good of all concern. Uh, may it be so that we have the ability now, the Mr. Mr. Biden, he, he tried to say that democracy is on the line, which it is. And yet, um, in order for this to heal, uh, as the fairies are indicating, first of all, we got to believe in them. I do believe in theory. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know about them. Gigi has been sitting here since uh, Omina told me I have a personal theory. <laughs> and she does like chocolate. Thank you, Omina. And I have <laughs> met the pan. And I, I have to say, I actually did meet pan at Finhorn back in the 70s. And he is a real being. And the energies about what is happening right now on this planet, we must speak to the fairies, to the angels, the archangels, all the kingdoms and queendoms. That's how we heal the story instead of, you know, the climate disruption that is pretty intense. Right now there's a huge super cyclone in the Pacific Ocean and, and what I saw on the weather channel kind of looked like something out of one of those uh, Hollywood disaster movies it was a little scary just to put it bluntly yeah didn't you say that they said it wasn't looking like it was going to hit Hawaii no but it was right off the coast of China and it was huge. Yeah, but at first you said they said that it was heading for Hawaii. Yeah. So it changed course. That's right. Well, there's a whole lot of other places out there, not as many as you might say in the other side. You know. Yeah, there's something in the Atlantic, Danielle, that's forming right now. Where is it heading? That's near the last time the Lesser Antilles Islands, and it's moving towards Florida. Well, this is the season, isn't it? It is. Well, magic is also heading our way. So yeah, it is. Let's uh, send calm and uh, good good vibrations to these. Uh, Formations and calm the waters. Call it the calming of the waters. Call the common of the wa- calling of the waters of the emotion inside of us. Okay, so Penny, do you have something to share with us? Penny? Uh, not tonight. Thanks. Okay. I've, I've shot my wad today. <laughs> okay. That's, thank you for, for being very clear. Thank you, sister. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so Captain Randy, how about I pass this talking stick to you? Thank you, Tara. Well, like Micah said, we're an intense time. And the last 24 hours have been intense, and you're not done yet. Even the Schumann resonance is showing it. These are the mixing of the shift energies with the wheel of creation energies. This is a whole new level of energies and experiences. The wheel of creation is bringing flash energies into this realm very slowly. So we all, like Rama said, don't turn into a puddle of goo. This is allowing you to upgrade before it flashes through. Now is your time. The time of the light is upon you. Take time today to find the quiet and solitude you need to close your eyes and allow yourself to tap into you. All the energies of the universe are here now. Call them into your system. Even if meditation is hard for you, closing your eyes and flowing with the energies will help you greatly. Last night was a very long one, but not as long as some that have come before. So much activity and excitement around the planet. Do you remember any of your work outside of your body when you were outside your body? If not, try setting an intention to remember what you're doing in your sleep state. If you're tired, that's because you were working all night. Today will not be just a big, massive energy day, but a massive energy for the entire galaxy. But don't push yourself too hard. Allow yourself a day of rest if you need. Do what calls, what your body wants, what your spirit wants, what your soul wants, what makes your soul happy. Flow with the energies. Allow them to guide you. We're in a time like no other, and it's all because of you. I'm going to make a little bit of an announcement right now. While I was on my trip, I met the gentleman who put together what really happened with Andrew. The biggest gold heist and assassination in the history of the world. 537 passengers and crew aboard MH370 and MH17. Five planes involved in MH370 disappearance. Three jumbo 747s transported 55,000 tons of the Shah's gold. But I will leave that for when I have this gentleman as a guest. I spent an afternoon with him discussing everything that he's done. It's pretty wild and very, very exciting that we can have a person of this caliber on our show. I pass the talking stick back to you, Tar and Rama. So, Randy, um, did this just happen, or is this something that happened along, along the way somewhere? <clears throat> well, if you remember, I'm trying to remember the year that it happened. Oh, 2014. Mm -hmm. Malaysian Airlines has disappeared in March 2014. Yeah, I remember that. That went down into the sea, right? Well, 
<laughs> That's what they told us, but there's a lot more to the story than that. Oh. A lot more to the story than that. Oh. And the name of the book is Under the Radar, 537-555. Trumpets. Definition of trumpets. The return on investment of a con, a bribe, a theft, or fraud. This could include the direct financial benefit of a scam or plot, but also can be used to represent the emotional boost a narcissist or sociopath gets from feeling superior to those they've manipulated and tricked. You should always make sure the target of your scam isn't overly intelligent. Then you can play on their fears to maximize your potential trumpets. Uh, <laughs> so did they get their money and they just well like I say it's a very long story so before I bring them on I'm going to thoroughly read the book we discussed and, and we discussed many things that I had seen when I was in Asia and then he was in Dubai and I tell you there was a lot of I think there may be a second edition because of what the discussion we had but anyway, I pass a talking stick. Okay, so Randy, I just want to make sure I didn't I had to write as fast as you said it, but the title of the book is Under the Radar Five Three Seven Five no. What? Five Under the Radar Five Three Seven Five Five Five. Mm-hmm. Trumpets. T R U M P E N C E. Author's name is Boyd Anderson. I will send Rama the the his his website. Okay. Okay, good. This and the is book not... is uh, five hundred pages long. Oh, brother! <laughs> uh, this is all got to do with the big story, right? No, very big story. Very like big. what chapter eight? Now that we have the gold, we need to sell it. <laughs> now that we have the gold, who needs what? We need to sell it. That's just that's just one of the chapters. Oh. We need to sell it. Uh, oh, my goodness. No, all I can say that is um, we are witnessing the biggest transformation on Earth that's ever, ever, ever been. May it go smoothly in all of our lives. May we... Praise, respect, thank, and love all the feelings that come along the way. Thank you, Randy. Something to contemplate. All right. So, okay, I'm going to come to you now, Caroline Oceana Ryan. Thank you so much, Tara. <clears throat> and hello to our wonderful listening audience. And as far as an update is concerned, I feel like we're right on that edge, that there's both the energies of destruction, which the old crowd, the old power structure is trying to send through the air and assure everyone, oh, everything's falling to pieces. Just go ahead and despair right now. And yet I also feel that 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 falling to bits of the old structure is being allowed to happen and that all of us collectively have 
centered our determination, our intentions to allow that to happen, to expect it to happen, not to harm anyone, not to make anybody homeless or hungry or uh, to have lost their home from flooding or fires, but to say this old earth structure has to go now. And even though it harms some people and gives them a rough time, and yet a much, much better time is coming. And they signed up for what they're experiencing, and you and I signed up for what we're experiencing. There are no victims, and we are all of us moving forward. I see an increase in the vibration of this planet in plants and gardens and trees and just the earth and the waters. I feel them becoming increasingly more sentient, whereas they were struck dumb and utterly silent for many centuries, millennia. And I also see children and young people just seeing through every conceivable veil. And you and I, who are no longer uh, in our teens or younger, um, we are also waking up in our own way. So I, I do see all of the shakeups. I do see the fraud coming to light. And yet I also see a rebirth. And I'm very, very thankful for that. And yes, increased knowledge and understanding that we are not alone in this universe or in this, just in this galaxy. And I'm very thankful for that. And thank you to Omina for the beautiful meditation as well. So I'll pass that talking stick back to you now, Tara and Rama. Thank you so much. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. I was just going to say this now because talk about the old order and the new order and the denouement of the old order, yet uh, like the story of Hook, the old order is trying to keep a hook in everybody, keep them all in a frenzy up and down and all around. And one of the things they did is they staged the uh, death of Dodie and Di and Henri Paul, the driver. What year was that? 1997. 1997. Was it 1997? August 31st. Holy cow. August 31st. 1997, and I emphasize staged their deaths. It was 25 years ago today, or on the 31st. Yes. Yeah. Hard to believe. 25, 25th anniversary of that. The thing is that, say this again, Rama gets to talk to them on a regular basis. They're not dead. And oh, cool. <laughs> I love it. You no, know, I do like to talk to dead people and I see them, but <laughs> I like to talk to live people too. <laughs> yeah, I have a preference for the live ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to say something right They're now. They're not so cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, uh, no um, uh, what we do is we call them the nameless ones. Yes. And they actually talked to Rama just in the last little while. So we'll hear from them when Rama shares his little report tonight. 
yet what I would like to do, because I'm hearing that maybe some people would like to join in this little party here and call in. So I will give these two numbers so that you can call station two and then you can come online and uh, we will get to hear from you. So the first one is 888-429-5471. I'll say that one more time. 888-429-5471. And then the uh, second number is 323-744. Four eight four one, and that's again three two three seven four 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 eight four one. And we welcome you to share with this. Um, so uh, the other thing is, I think it's the seventeenth anniversary. It happened in two thousand and five on the twenty ninth of August, Katrina. And uh, so we had our Pakistan back then, if you might say it that way. Except for Pakistan, one-third of the country is underwater. And uh, again, Rama will share when he does the reading why that is. And uh, it has to do with the geoengineering that the uh, empire has been manipulating the weather pattern switch and uh this is why i'm saying it's imperative to talk to the elements to calm the energies down yesterday it was 111 in uh, las vegas nevada degrees that is and we heard something this morning uh, that it was going to be 124 degrees somewhere in California. Yeah. I don't know if that happened, but I'm just sitting there going, pardon me? Yeah, it was uh, it was hotter than 111 for several days this past week where I used to live, the town I used to live in, the central coast of California. It can oh. go to 117 or more, even though we're only 40 minutes from the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, and they said that it was going to be 124 in California today. Not surprised. Out might might have been out one of the deserty areas, but uh, it's it's out of control. Yeah, totally out of control. And uh, yeah, and there's they're not reporting how many people are dead in Pakistan. There's tens of thousands of people are dead, and there's uh, there's something uh, upwards of thirty three million people are displaced. And that doesn't mean they know where they all are either. And the government doesn't have funds to help people. Only the locals are helping each other. This is a situation that at the same time, like what you were saying, Caroline, and uh, the unveiling, the great unveiling of the truth of the hoodwinking that's been going on. And while we've been just now, uh, knowing that uh, we're sharing this uh, on 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 the television, uh, 
that person, which is a hologram, let's get this clear. <laughs> Joe Biden has not been alive for three years. Yes. That yes. is a hologram. That's telling us something again. What's a hologram running the country doing on the air? It's what? got to do with the AI and the simulation, which is. No, a, no, 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 no. I'm saying. Yeah. What does it say about the dark side? Hmm. Yeah, what does it say? And 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 uh, can I say something on that? I thought okay, I passed the talking stick. It's your turn anyway. You'll be here comes. <laughs> well, when you when when you're when you're talking about President Biden being a hologram and what does it say about the dark side? I'm getting that the dark side did not create the hologram and the dark side can't hurt it. Well, who do you think created the hologram? It's on a much higher level. Biden is still alive, but they use the hologram on and off for him. No, Biden is not alive. He's been dead for three years. If that's a fact. That may be a fact, but the world I deal with they're all alive. None of them are dead. It's just oh. a matter of how you look at it in terms of a body or a hologram. There's still life energy. That's true. Yes. And the and the, the part for the hologram is because it helps him to maintain the strength and whatever messages that he has to bring. And the dark side can't touch him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... This is part of the plan to change the energy and part of the plan to assist the paradigm shift that's going on and part of the plan to push back the dark energy. The, we, when we say dark energy, pe- people think about hell. But it's not, really a, it's not really a hell in the way that we were taught it was. It's more about the ones that are walking around on two legs acting like jerks and trying <laughs> to... And trying to persuade that everything is bad except them. That's the dark side. That's the dark side. And there's several of them walking around. Making, trying to control everything, control women. That's all the dark side. So it's, it really, in senses, it's, it's, it's like, who's going to win out? Well, have faith because. The light always shines on the dark. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to shine the light on it. The good things to look at when they overturned Roe versus Wade, they brought up, they brought women's rights out into the open. Yeah. Okay. So that's the positive message about that. It's woken up everybody. It's firing up women. It's firing up the powerful feminine energy. And, and making them demand that they keep their rights and maintain them. Because if they don't, they're all going to hell. It's true. And that's the bottom line with that. So it's like looking at the whole, when you can look at the whole picture, just keep it simple. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Keep it simple. We're still on the earth, still playing ground for souls. And they're all clamoring for control. And there is no such thing as control. But there is such a thing as integrity. 
respect, faith, trust the process no matter what you think is going on. It looks like it's all going crazy, but it's really divine chaos is by design. And hologram or no hologram, they still can't touch them. So I pass it off to them. Thank you for lightening up things. Oh, Mia. <laughs> we got it's a good thing I'm a warrior soul. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing for all of us. Thank you for being with us and keeping <laughs> I'm, up. I'm trying to maintain being a peaceful soul, a peaceful warrior. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's work. Okay, bye. That <laughs> <laughs> is true. This is all true. Okay. So I think we've made our round so wrong. You want to share something before we read? You read to us? Okay. Uh, what I could say about what I'm observing, experiencing is that we are on the the knife's edge, so to speak, of what's about to happen here. That for many in the galaxy, ascension is old hat. For us, this is the show. This is the biggest show on the planet in the local systems. Um, it's not something to sneeze at, so to speak, because how we shift our consciousness, like Dr. Greer talks about, and getting in touch with every sector of life, whether it is an atom, a proton, an electron, a neutrino, an archangel, a bear, a lion. <laughs> it's right here in this realm that um, we're in the fifth dimension. This is why the energies feel the way they feel. Tom and Sweet Angelique explained that to me today as they were over Crater Lake and it's only going to get more awesome and at the same time as we rise to the occasion and they said the energies are a bear and how we do that is to take the time to go slowly and work with the energies within our bodies and listen to the force listen to all the five elements talking to us constantly this is consciousness in any form that consciousness chooses to take. And, you know, what comes to mind is uh, that character on Star Trek Next Generation, Q. I mean, Q is a mischievous kind of 
character and he can do magnificent things. He can also mess with your head. And it's about teaching us how to get beyond this little box that we're in and watching. What box is that? The simulation. Oh. You know, that these are the parameters and, you know, democracy is hanging by Superman's thread, a single hair. And yeah, it is. At the same time, I know in my being, as long as I've been on the planet 69 times around the sun, uh, St. Germain ain't whistling Dixie. He didn't put this country together just for, you know, show or a whim. This is huge. And the prophecies are talking about this right now. Zachariah Sitchin, I mean, some people call him a, a complete nutbag. What he talks about in the ancient Sumerian texts mm-hmm. are coming to pass right now with the climate disruption, the consciousness raising, and the conflict going on. And it has to do with Nibiru's return, the sun going through its transfiguration, and us waking up to our abilities as, I would say, Jedi Knights or Starfleet Academy, you know, the members of the Federation. And we are being asked right now in this moment to step up I see this in many ways for the first time in Alaska, a Native American got, uh, you know, she's on her way to Congress and she won over Sarah Palin. This is a big deal because this, you know, the first nation was here before any of us were here. These were the original Aboriginal people, uh, the mound builders, and some of them were hobbits and elves and dwarves and fairies and uh, sprites, all kinds of magical beings. Um, Angelina Jolie did a really cool movie called Maleficent, talking about this and they kind of play with that you know Walt Disney twisted the energies in there and you know Walt Disney Corporation ain't what it used to be the point I'm making right now is we're right in that moment of the quantum shift but Gryon keeps telling us you know here you are you got the power Let's do it. And um, I got to put my heart on my sleeve right now and say that we really need help. We have two bills that are coming due. The phone bill that I talked to the king on is due by the 4th of September. And we have an electric bill and we're I get two rolls of toilet paper. We need cat food and basics. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yes. And this is um, Friday, um, the 26th, the Dalai Lama. If our mind is not peaceful and tamed, no matter how marvelous the external circumstances are, we will be burdened by frights, hopes, and fears. With a tamed mind, we will enjoy wealth or poverty, health or sickness. We can even die happy, happily. And I got to say, we are immortal at the same time. And this is the same day. I received a text message from Mr. X at 12.30 p.m. early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, there were two X-class solar flares today, and they are only going to get more numerous and higher in intensity. This is the time of the great convergence as the sun goes through its transfiguration. The portals on Earth, as well as the portals in the Milky Way galaxy, are aligning with each other. This is a time as we can literally walk through a portal and end up in the Pleiades or Alpha Centauri. And then we're going to have to figure out how to get you right home. I just got to say, as the story goes, the return of Quetzalcoatl and the other ascended masters is at hand. While the minions argue, argue over the affidavit which just came out, let us take the high road and send love and compassion to all of the very intense places on the planet. Stay safe. We'll be talking soon. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, place of fire. This is Saturday. I received a call from the puppy lady at 12.10 p.m. early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, due to monsoon rains that have been exacerbated by long-time geoengineering of the atmosphere, primarily by the West, a major river in Pakistan is flooding its banks. We are over Pakistan, very near this major river. We are beaming survivors up. There are many ships here assisting as well. There are many, many dead bodies here. Please place all of this area in the circle of support in place of violent fire. Inshallah, Satnam Namaste. And this is on the 31st, condolences regarding Mikhail Gorbachev. Um, His Holiness, after learning this morning that Mikhail Gorbachev, former leader of the Soviet Union and Nobel Peace Prize laureate, had passed over the rainbow, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, wrote to the Gorbachev Foundation to express his sadness. His Holiness the Dalai Lama and former leader of the Soviet Union, 
and Nobel Peace Prize laureate Mikhail Gorbachev participate in a panel discussion during the 12th World Summit of Nobel Peace Laureates in Chicago. Um, this was April 25th, 2012. I make heartfelt prayers for my friend and offer condolences to his daughter, uh, Rina, I can't pronounce that, and members of his family, his friends and supporters, he wrote. I had enormous respect for him and his efforts to introduce greater oneness and transformation, as well as for his opposition to nuclear war. He worked actively to reduce the number of nuclear weapons in the world. Over the years, I had the great honor to meet him on many occasions when we were, when we both took part in peace forums in different parts of the world, we have remained in close contact. Mikhail Gorbachev was a man of vision and an extraordinary <laughs> statesman. Even after his retirement, he continued to be committed to promoting peace and reconciliation in the world. His, oh, I'm just having a bit of trouble with the light. His initiation, um, his initiation of the World Summit of Nobel Peace Laureates has allowed Nobel Peace Laureates and their respective organizations to come together regularly to apply their collective thoughts to bringing about a more caring, peaceful world. He lived a meaningful life, his holiness concluded. We should continue to keep him, his spirit, alive by emulating the enthusiasm and determination with which he encouraged freedom and work to create a demilitarized world. And I just remember back at the time before the wall came down, I I know that Ashtar showed up to Mikhail Gorbachev and told him, you know, Dismantle the nukes, or I will show you how, <laughs> so to speak. I will do it. Yeah, myself. I will do it for you. <laughs> and you won't be happy about that either. No. <laughs> this is Monday, the 29th. I received a text message from the poppy lady at uh, 12.05 early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, one third of Pakistan is underwater. The whole southern part, and also included on the map, was the left side of Pakistan. 
all the way up to the northern border, which is underwater. In Pakistan, so many people have died, tens of thousands at least, or a displaced 33 million at least. It's been reported on Amy Goodman that at least 100,000 homes at the time of this dictation um, September 1st, 2022, it is up to 200,000. We can travel in Pingdale North shuttlecraft, even bilocate instantaneously. As well, the ship's technology can locate all the people who have died, count them, and determine the cause of their deaths. This is the amino acid computers, just like the other starships that are circling our planet. And those who have asked for assistance have gotten it from the ships, right? Yes. They've been beamed up. The ship ship technology can record all displaced people and where they have been relocated to. Not only that, many untold numbers of Pakistani people have been also rescued by the ships. Meanwhile, three M8. 0.6 class solar flares have shown up this morning. This was Monday. <laughs> These solar flares occurred in the southern region of our Sol Sun. This is needless to say, the energies are super high and the dark side continues to preach and peak. With these energies, send more love, wisdom, and compassion to all. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Stay safe. Satnam Namaste, place of violent fire. And this is the 30th. I received a text message from Tom, the ringtail cat, at 1221 this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, we are at a point where the ancient prophecies of Zachariah Sitchin um, are I'm getting near. Um, we are at a point where the ancient prophecies Zechariah Sitchin spoke about, the ones written in the ancient Sumerian text, are happening now. This is the time, once again, where our son Saul has returned to its original position of 26,826 years ago. The same things are occurring on Gaia again. Climate disruption, consciousness being raised to the fifth dimension and higher ascension level, and conflict is going on. The ancient masters and teachers have returned once again because they knew this would be the time of the great transfiguration of our son Saul. Also, 
This is why there are so many numerous sightings of the starships of our space brothers and sisters showing up to assist us in both Gaia and Earth's humanity, concurrent ascension. I am here to tell you, Lord Rama, this is only going to get more magical. What you think translates into physical matter. At this point, Tom said, Lord Rama, think about something and don't tell me what it is. So I did that. And I thought about Tom showing up in the physical. And then Tom showed up in the back seat in a luminous physical state, all 12 feet of him. Tom said to me, Lord Rama, it's a little cramp back here. And then I said, where are we going, sir? Tom said, I just wanted to see how good your powers of manifestation are. Lord Rama, now I better be going and you better be going. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, grace of fire, fire. And this was yesterday. I received a call at 1222 from the Nameless Ones and Natasha. They said to me, Lord Rama, Mikhail Gorbachev has gone over the rainbow to continue his lessons with Lord Metatron. This is a big deal. Mikhail Gorbachev got us to the point where he started to de-escalate the nukes. He received a message from Captain Astar, de-escalate the nukes or I will do it myself. At this point, the nameless one said to me, Lord Rama, we are doing quite well. And there are many people here in the Wisak Valley from all over the world. Close to 30,000 people are here. And we hope to keep it that at that. We have many craft here on the ground from the various fleets of the Ashtar Command. They are cloaks and no one can see them. It kind of looks like the rubble fleet out of Star Wars. Meanwhile, the sun is very close to its total transfiguration. As this happens, Earth is flooded with the white fire core of being. Leave the holograms alone. They are on autopilot, and very soon, this whole show will end. As we come to, as we come through this Labor Day weekend, let us focus on John Lennon's words. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Place the violet fire, sat down, namaste. <laughs> and this is no, no, we gotta go. Oh, yes. (laughs) And this is today. I received a text message from Tom, the ringtail cat, and sweet Angelique cat at 1245 p.m. this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are over Crater Lake in Oregon. And as you can see in the picture, the violet flame is right here in our skies. This is the aurora borealis and it is being infused with the violet flame from supergalactic center. We can tell you the energies are so high as cosmic 
energies will allow without us turning into confetti. This is what the fifth dimension feels like. Everything is connected. As we talk to the quantum field, the Akash, it will respond to us. Meanwhile, there is a report out there that a Russian oligarch fell to his death from a six-story window today. Continue to meditate mm. and hold this planet in the sacred fire. We know these energies are a bear, yet we've already done this ascension process. It's your turn now. We, you are the ones you have been waiting for. This is the greatest need of the hour. Love is the answer. Satnam Namaste plays the line of fire. I passed the talking stick. Well, okay. Um, I just wanted to say when you see this uh, report, everybody, there's a picture of Gorbachev with the, with the Dalai Lama, and it's it, it exudes a camaraderie that like none other. It's uh, pretty amazing. Um, and I'll just say that Gorbachev was living in Boulder yes, for quite a while, and he was part of this foundation, um, Wealthy Visionary Foundation. I know we know um, Maurice and Hannah Strong. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's a bit of a wild story because Maurice and Hannah Strong are connected with the Bilderbergers and the Davros World right. Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mikhail Gorbachev rubs elbows with these folks because, you know, he was um, trying to change Mother Russia. He was actually trying to bring Russia to the point where it would be like Sweden, a socialist republic. They actually said that, exactly. Yeah. and Social democratic state. <laughs> this has to do with the Russian Orthodox Church and the Vatican and the other players, the 13 families, who consider socialism, uh, you know, not... You know, they want neoliberalism and they're... That's a completely opposite thing. I know. And they ain't going to get it. No, but the thing is that that's kind of come from the people. It does. No matter what. But it reminds me that we can also tell that we're at the end of this story because the Vatican issued an order about three days ago or so. Uh, I think it was on Monday. Um, and our sister was saying that, uh, and I think Ahalia was sending them some emails regarding this, and you didn't print them out. No, I guess yet. Penny sent them, so you yeah. can have them. But uh, it has to do with that there's something like 47,000 people that have Vatican quote-unquote funds and they're in all different places around the world and the Vatican ordered that all the funds be returned and put in one bank the Vatican bank 
and they have a month starting today till the October 1st deadline is what they said to That's do That's about that. the fiscal year kind of thing. Oh, no, I think it's no. never been said before. Oh, okay. Which means to me that they're consolidating their funds because something's going to happen. C'est possible. You, you know, we've talked about this before, that any politician in the world is still owned by the Vatican. In other words, the Vatican tells the politicians what to do, not the other way around. Uh, it's kind of been covered up and receded into the background. You know, I've heard others say, well, they're not that prominent anymore. That's true. But what this is showing to me is that they know they're vulnerable. The, the Orthodox, Russian Orthodox Church you know, scalped them financially just a little about a month or two ago. Uh, literally, they won the case. And uh, so it looks to me like the rats are scrambling, you might say, <laughs> to they consolidate are. their wealth and their power. And, um, you know, it's not very often that... Uh, Um, oh, okay. Um, uh, I had profound respect for President Gorbachev. It seemed to me he was a principled man who was vilified uh, by his own people and certainly by people in the U.S. who didn't trust him. He, he walked an impossible walk, um, similar to what I saw some politicians and, and peacemakers doing in um in Northern Ireland in the 90s, it, you know, it was an impossible job. It was a cold war in the 80s. It was wretched. And that man did what he could. He really did what he could. And uh, I give him full credit. That's absolutely true. Uh, Tell us again, what was his connection to Metatron? Uh, I was told that he has gone to the Antares of Tourist Midway Station to expand expand his wisdom. And uh, Lord Metatron and Nepsa El Ra are also uh, Nepsa El Ra is uh, Lord Metatron's twin flame. And they are in Global charge of the Galactic Council at the Antares Arcturus Midway Station. That's where souls go to get integrated into the cosmic reality after they leave the body. Well, I would say that he was eager to go. He was eager to go. Yeah. Because it's, it's time, whether you're on this side of the story or the other side, you know, the time is now. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kesh gave a special tribute to um, Gorbachev uh, on the teachings today. He spoke about him very, very highly. Yeah, I mean, this is all he as a single man, Micah, um, and everybody. He single-handedly made more of a uh, a change in the Cold War than anybody, any one single person. He he actually did accomplish that. Yeah. forged a better path for everybody. I'm that's amazing that that you thank you for sharing that, Micah, that Kesh 
uh, spoken that way about him. And uh, he was so courageous. He had a lot of, he, he dared them. He really did. Um, yeah, he, he said that, you know, he said um, he was a man of peace and he did more than uh, most people of that one single man could have ever done for uh, to try to bring peace. Yeah, and he, he literally, no, he ended that Cold War as as uh, Caroline said, wretched time. <sighs> That's a good word. It was a horrible time to be a young person. I mean, um, I was living in London in 84 and... Um, Thatcher and uh, that nut, that dull-headed movie star, uh, Reagan, (laughs) they were so palsy-walsy. And um, honestly, I would hear these planes overhead because I was, you know, near three airports and think to myself sometime, occasionally, is one of those roaring sounds going to be a missile? You know, it was a time of extreme unpredictability. And um, he, he, Reagan made a few missteps I mean, more than a few, but as far as like, didn't he try to send a, a nuclear missile to somebody at some point? Do you know, any, know anything about that, you guys? I think that there, there was some kind of a uh, fiasco that happened. and Where? I don't really recall at all, but I know that the Galactics did something about it. And the military over here weren't too happy because, they, you know, well, you know, Reagan was killed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we uh, during the rest of his term, double term, right? Yeah. He was a clown, too. Yeah. And Bush Sr. ran yeah. the whole presidency of Reagan. And that guy that shot him, John Bush Hink- Sr. Yeah. John Hinckley. He's out and he's free and he's actually helping people. He, he's, yeah, but see, I don't think he wasn't behind that. No, uh, the uh, he, he knew the bushes. Yeah, they tapped him. You know, yeah. he was friends with one of the bush boys, and he they tapped him. Yeah. So, oh, so awful. It was obvious a man in his 70s doesn't take two slugs at close range and somehow miraculously make it through. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know anything about clones at the time, but I I knew something was up. It was just, no, it was a great big fat no. I felt him leave this planet. And um, gosh, it'd be good when we get to the point where all the lies stop, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting. uh, You know, Lawrence O'Donnell's pretty... Tolls the line, you know, and, and but last night on the show, he was just saying Donald Trump had three top, top secret documents in his damn drawer <laughs> in his office in Mar-a-Lago. He said that more than once, and I'm going, Whoa. <laughs> and Trump's lawyers today tried to compare these documents to a overdue library book. Uh, what? I'm just, just going to say... <laughs> what the fuck? Excuse I'm just, me. I'm just going to say the thing, <laughs> the thing that's just terrible about all this is what Donald Trump did on all of these things. These guys that are behind this are a hundred billion times worse. It's not even close. This is why, you know, I... I 
speak of it. And uh, I mean, I could cry oceans of tears about it, and I have. And I could just say, this is why the folks that I talk to are saying, you know, this is not just a fairy tale. They want to play with this end time story. And Ashtar said, no, this planet's going to ascend and everybody along with it. And, um, oh, my God, <laughs> I passed the talking stick. I'll just say, if, if, and I'm pretty sure he did, if Donald Trump shared all these top secrets with all kinds of other folks, good. Good on him. It is time for this to come out. And all these secrets is crazy. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Buddha, if you've ever read the book, Buddha in Red Face, it is talking about the story. We read the whole book to everybody yeah. online. That's right. Um, Go read it again. Yeah, it's, you know, and we, we live about, I mean, pretty close to Los Alamos and Blaze of Violet Fire. That's all I got to say. As the crow flies, yeah, ten miles. Mm. That's right. But you got to drive about yeah. half an hour to get there. The way the yeah. roads go, but uh, yeah. And that's another thing, you know. I remember Caroline, you had a guess on who was that? That was the the one that has the structured water device. Caroline, what's yeah. that? Clayton Nolte is yeah. the inventor. He was, he was asked about the, uh, you know, radiation poisoning in the water and stuff. And he said, that's a collective thing. We can't fix that until the whole world decides to fix it themselves. I was like, oh. In other words, the consciousness of war, and Omina brought it up today. She said, I'm a warrior. And I am hopeful that I'm a peaceful warrior. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference. And, uh, you know, like, they can't touch him. He's already dead. <laughs> In that sense. But holograms, solid holograms is a technology they've had for a very long time. And they just haven't said anything. But the levers of control are showing signs right now, like the story about the Vatican and ordering all their money to be kind of honed in onto one bank operation. That's a, a sign that there's desperation in the air. And the old energies that Yeshu and Magdalene Talk to the people is not being reflected by that place over in Italy. I'm gonna just say it in that way. So, that's the talking stick. I was gonna say, I'm gonna say this for everybody um, to have a good look at the maps of the, de the degree of the devastation in pa Pakistan. Um, you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash www.bbc.com forward slash news forward slash 
world hyphen Asia hyphen and then six two seven two eight six seven eight those numbers again are six two seven two eight six seven eight Probably if people just go to bbc.com forward slash news and look at the the world news for Asia, they'll probably see it. Yeah, they surely will. Yeah. It is massive, though. And the point is that Pakistan's about less than 1% contributing to the pollution in in the air and in the water and the soil. And the United States alone is contributing 39% of that pollution. There are people in Pakistan that are still kind of living like the 19th century before there was electricity. Yeah, all they got is, you know, animals and little things behind the animals to get around in. Yeah. Yep. It's a... It's time to come together, like those Beatles sang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Got a Beatle and John Lennon quotes tonight. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for your book. Uh, I'm going to just put a plug in. This is uh, Caroline Oceana Ryan's book called Lennon Speaks. Messages from the Spirit of John Lennon. Uh, read that book. It's an order. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you mention it because I just did a, a recording of one of the chapters because people ask me for them. And I'm going to put it up on YouTube. And um, I'll put that up as soon as I can. Um, but, oh, well, then uh, we can play it for everybody on a Saturday afternoon, Karen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just me playing both parts. I both ask the questions and then I, I read John's answers. Um, but yeah, it's on Amazon. Lennon Speaks. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. That's sweet of you. <laughs> no, it's it just, it opens your heart. It does. It, and it's so necessary now. Oh. And, and I mean, it's a requirement. ET101, please. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Absolutely. John Lennon knew what he was doing. He certainly did. It's so cool that Rama met him and Yoko. When was that? 70, 71 at the Troubadour, Rama? Something like that, right before I had to escape you know, from going to Vietnam and I went to visit Mother Teresa in Saigon instead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, glad, glad you didn't go over to Nam. Oh, no. gosh. Wow. Oh, boy, he took acid the night before he went there to talk to those military guys and the guy looked at him and asked him how to add two and two or something simple like that and he sat there for 10 minutes and he said, hey, you, you see that door over there? <laughs> and, 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 and Robinson, yeah. He said, 
I want you to use it and don't let it hit you on the way out. Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess that was a no. <laughs> That's right. You're, you, uh, what did you get? A 4F? I got a 4F. What does that Hold mean? I'm, I'm fit for military duty. I'm fit for military duty. That's right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. Yes, sir. Commander, sir. <laughs> It's not the answer. It is so not the answer. But, and and again, what Omina, what you were saying, if you want to chime in here again, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's absolutely true that there's nobody missing here. You know, uh, it's it's just an illusion. And we're what an, an illusion. Uh, I mean, you were telling us that, uh, you know, he's not gone. Right. He, right. He's here. He's still here. Yeah. Whether, whether he's in that body or not might be a question, but that has nothing to do with the price of eggs at the moment, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really, sometimes we put so much emphasis on our bodies and the bodies that we are inhabiting right now. They're just dust and clay and bone, but it's not, we're not, we're still alive in, our, in other dimensions, whether we're in this body or not. Somebody could come along and say, I'm a holograph, which of course I totally deny. <laughs> um, you know, but I most certainly can bilocate and I most certainly can walk with the masters and and be one of them walking through the earth and do all of that, that doesn't stop me from surfing all the side effects of being stuck in a short little body. I had, I ran uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had carpal tunnel done on my hand because it was very painful. But what was interesting was the anesthesiologist came to visit me I'm sitting in the chair, and he's all of about six foot five. <laughs> Big man. Oh, my God. And then he disappeared, and then you walked into the theater where you're going to have the procedure done. And he took a look at me, and he says, Philomena, I thought you were a lot taller. I said, <laughs> well, that's my energy. Yeah. And the truth is, most people that look at me, I'm only five foot two. They think I'm a lot taller. So we walk around in our energies, and my energy is very big. So the all the years I worked with people, and I worked with very tall men and women and short ones as well, but most of them all thought I was a lot taller than I am because they were looking at my energy, not my physical body. And we have the power. That's the part that. I can walk through anything and be six foot four if I want to be, because everybody in front of me will see that. They won't see the small little round woman, little white round woman walking through. They're going to see this big, tall, whatever they see. It's going to be over six feet tall, especially when I worked in areas that most people wouldn't go anywhere in. And they're not going to pick on me because I'm too tall. Because that's what they see. They see the read the energy, see the energy, they'll even move over to the other side of the street. It's just amazing to watch. 
But that's the warrior. That's the warrior soul in me. That's the energy. And like I said, this lifetime has been a real challenge to be a to be a peaceful warrior, not a warring one. But we do have those powers. We just have to open up to them. And it's it's. I look at what's going on in the world. I mean, the world is in chaos all over the world. It's not just here. It's everywhere. I said that to my granddaughter today. I had lunch with her, breakfast with her, one of those meals. And um, and it was like, I guess I was trying to ease her fears around what's going on. Because there's a lot of young people that are disturbed by what's going on. Because there's, there's not enough adults that has any wisdom to sort of give them some peace. And I was trying to explain to her how it's a playground for souls and it's in divine chaos. And that yes, it will all level out. And anyone that thinks the orange man, God bless him, is going to get away with all the nonsense he's doing, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to say over there a couple of things that can happen that I see happening for quite a while now. But he's not going to get away with it. Nobody does. If it was me or you, would be already arrested. We might be already hung for all I know for some of the things that he did. So just trust it. It's all going to land. It's all going to walk in. It's a divine chaos. And when you go out there, make your energy as big as it is, and walk through, walk through the world and bless everything in front of you with that energy, Nothing is going to touch you if you do that. Okay, Pastor, I'll stick back. I was going to say, Alameda, though, that um, yeah, um, all this disturbing energy for young people. Um, and they're the ones that are taking the talking stick. You know, it's their world that they're inheriting in a certain sense. Um the thing that I'm seeing that there's some hope now in it is that um, people are starting to ask a little more serious questions. And um, well, one of the, one of the cops that he's he's a retired cop, I think, in Washington on January sixth, who attacked a cop and did some serious damage. He just kind of handed a 10-year sentence today. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's great because that's sending a message. And there's a lot more to come behind him. Yeah. Okay. So they think, I, I, I watched Lawrence O'Donnell last week, and he was talking about Lindsey Graham said, if Trump is charged with anything, there's going to be riots in the street. And Lawrence O'Donnell went off on that. And he says, 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. They're not going to come out and riot in the street. They're just not going to do it because most of them are law-abiding citizens. You might find the ones that attack the Capitol, the Capitol thinking that they're going to come out and riot. But they're not going to do that because you see them, they're going to get arrested and they're going to be sent to prison. So it's not going to happen either. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, 
They're just they're you you got you don't even have a bunch of organized thugs. So that's not going to happen. He's losing his power, and that's what's going to happen. Well, see the uh, that brings up something else, Omina. If I might just take the badminton and hit the ball back in your court this way. I was brought up on Tom Hartman's show this morning about ranked choice voting and that Alaska used ranked choice voting in this last election and Sarah Palin went down on her nose. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just anybody uh, won. Her name is Mary Peltola and she's a Native American Alaskan, full-blooded. And I'm yeah. going, Wow. That's well, not time. Pardon? It's time. Yes, it's time. That's what I'm that's what I'm too, that it's the time is just it's now. It's all now. And that um, I believe that the quote unquote dark side has hoodwinked themselves worse than they think. You know, to try to, for instance, do away with, uh, it's unprecedented to do away with something that's been settled called Roe v. Wade and mm. think that nobody's going to squawk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the, thing, yeah, the thing is, the dark side represents a first world country with third world mentality. mentality. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And, and that's not going anywhere. Because we're not going backwards, but that, but that's really what we look like to the rest of the world. It, first world country with third world mentality. So, and that's the level of intelligence that's trying to gain power. And, and that's not intelligent because that's not for the highest good for everybody. That's for sure. It's between, it's between a woman and whatever her belief system is and her God and her right to do what she pleases with her body. Yep. And I do know from all the women I've worked with, anyone that made any decision about abortion, it's not an easy decision. No. It's not, it's, it's not an easy decision because for whatever reasons, it's okay. It's between them and their belief system and their God. It's not for us to decide just because we're older beyond bearing children doesn't give us the right to take that right from somebody else. Because no. we'll be back to the handmaid's tale otherwise. Oh, yeah. that's, that's exactly right. Exactly where we are, Amina. You're right. We're back yeah. in the handmaid's tale. I'm wondering, though, from what I understand, there are a lot of people deciding not to vote Republican anymore because of that SCOTUS decision. I feel that in some ways that party shot themselves in the foot. That's exactly what I'm saying. You yeah. know, they, yeah, they disregard their electorate at this point. They disregard their their own tribe and decide, oh, yeah, we'll just load the, the SCOTUS with our people and they'll pass whatever draconian BS we tell them to pass. And um, everybody's going to have to live with it. Back to the Middle Ages. And we're in control and you're all serfs. Well, but, that, but that's their arrogance. Of course. But it's also their stupidity politically, in my opinion. Absolutely. Their arrogance makes them stupid. You yeah. go back to blue blood England and that's where 
that's where the birth of all this came from. Yes. If you were to look at the history, that's what it's all modeled after, to where women were women were just there to do what they were told. And that's what they're trying to they're to the to me the bottom line is they're petrified of the feminine energy. That's my take on that part of it. But you know, it's time for women to claim their place. It's time for them to get out there and vote and do whatever they have to do and straighten this mess out. And get and make it a law in the country where no Supreme Court can overturn it. Make yeah. it a law that a woman has her own divine right over her own body. The funny thing, since this law came down, the increase has gone up for young men having vasectomies quite a bit. And that amazing. We, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's young women who never want children are having their tubes tied. Yeah. That's what it's come down to. Yeah. Yes. And the bottom line is, and I think this was sparked, it's banning abortion is also an economic move because the birth rate has gone down, way down in the United States. And oftentimes they bring in those laws when the birth rate's gone way down. Mm-hmm. Because who's going to support them if, if you do, if you have, if the rate goes, if the birth rate goes down to zero, you're not going to have big society supporting society and it doesn't produce the same amount of economic resources that they want. So it's really, it's, it's just the whole thing is interesting. I think they want more whites. I think they're trying to replenish the workforce with whites. They don't want to bring in people from countries where people are predominantly say, you know, Latinx or in right. descent, et cetera. They want more whites, but they also want women and children in poverty. And why in God's earth they feel it's okay for a young girl who was totally taken advantage of or raped or what have you to, as a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, to try to give birth, carry full term, and give full birth, when her body isn't ready for that. Well, um, what about, what about the woman who was married, planned her second pregnancy, her- Second pregnancy went for her checkup. The this just happened last week, I think in I don't know it was in Michigan, wherever they have that complete ban. One of, one of those Georgia, maybe it was Georgia, or Georgia or Michigan. I'm not sure, but anyway, they told her that they advised an abortion because the baby was growing with no brain. Yes, yes, and she could not get one in her state. And of course, it could be if the baby dies in utero and they're not going to remove it. The baby may have already died in utero and they were not going to remove it. Now you're putting the mother's life at risk. And uh, she had to go out of state and go to another place to have the to have the medical care that she needed. I mean, that's barbaric. <laughs> in, a tw- in, a 20, in, a, in a first world country, that's barbaric. Yeah, I is. could see that out in the backs of the Eastern world or Africa where there's no medical help at all. Yeah. yeah. It's just barbaric. And there's hospitals who a woman will go in there in horrible pain, bleeding very, very badly. There's a miscarriage happening or something else. But they'll, the hospitals, uh, some of them will say, oh, we can't do we can't do anything. Just go home. 
they would send a woman home because they are misreading the law. They're just just hyper scared now. uh, Absolutely. Because uh, you're telling them they're going to take the license and to prison and they're putting women's lives at risk because they have the means of helping them so it doesn't they don't become septic and end up dying from major infections and do what they're supposed to do to help them with their medical procedures. And it's outrageous. It's just outrageous. Yeah. It's inhumane. Rama, what have your people said about it? Any, what probably already said this when this whole ruling came down a month or two ago, but what have your people said about it? I don't know if you guys have unmuted. There we go. I'm sorry, Caroline. Uh, we got distracted because we had a kitty here who was doing something that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. But um, yeah, it, it, what we had you asked us a question, Caroline? Um, yes. We were talking about the SCOTUS ruling that struck down Roe v. Wade, and I was wondering, uh, probably Rama's people already, he already relayed what their comments were. Um, I think he said that the goddess has been, you know, insulted, (laughs) offended and insulted. Um, Did they say anything else, Rama? In a sense, the way it's been said to me, you know, a bunch of angry old white men don't tell the goddess what to do with her body. Yeah, call the government. Yeah, uh, this is where, you know, um, the image of Mother or Xena shows up, and, and uh, I'll leave it there. <laughs> what, who is that? Xena. Mother- <laughs> Zena, oh, warrior goddess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I would like to add to that about abortion and the moral issue that people keep talking about. You're murdering a baby, and there's a big long argument going on on Facebook about um, you're murdering a baby. You know, it's a viable being. And it's in the Bible. Well, guess what? It's not in the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible about abortion. Well, Penny, Almina, there is a piece that says that a baby's a baby when it takes its first breath. Well, that's what that was going to be my next thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that life is that when it takes its first breath. That is in the Bible. That is in the Bible. And for any women that are listening, I'm going to add that off it's very rare remember when you're pregnant as part of nature you're carrying a fetus it's part of nature it's not it's not spiritual yet a soul oftentimes does not enter the baby's body until it's born and then it might take one to three days it's rare that it will enter the fetus before it's born that's more of an anointed thing than anything else. I agree. So I you're agree. not killing a soul no. when you have an abortion. No. I just channeled that the other day. And also, going way back, I remember the, the psychic Sylvia Brown saying that. 
She knew yes. at the point at which the soul came into the fetus. And exactly. she said that, okay, people do plan their earth life. And if the, but if the mother decides I can't have this baby, maybe the, the soul is, you know, that person who would have been born is a bit disappointed, but they're full of compassion for this woman. Absolutely. And they just find someone else to be born to. Well, the thing is the soul stays by the mother until birth has occurred and you have a healthy baby, then the soul will enter. Because there's a lot of things go on with pregnancies. It's not, you, well, you have abortion, but then you have spontaneous abortion. Then you have babies that are born dead because of something that happens during the delivery. There's lots of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. So for any of the mothers that are battling with that amongst themselves, I'm going to say what my mentor used to always say, if you're going to do it, do it with love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not with fear, not with guilt. Yeah. 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 Do it with love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's loving yourself enough to know what's best for you. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's important that our listeners hear that message and it might help them ease their minds for ones that have had it or ones that are about to have it or ones that have judgments for women who did have it. Mm-hmm. So, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, excellent point. Excellent point. And anyway, we're not we're not on this planet to make decisions for one another or to judge one another or to use one religion or another as rationale for an authoritarian fascist regime. That is not what we're here for. And the time for that, if there was a time, it's well over. The 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 mass of humanity has chosen a higher path. And if there are a few highly programmed, brainwashed people out there who have connected to the matrix of evangelicalism, who feel that, well, if I don't go along with this, Jesus will hate me. I don't criticize them. I, I feel bad for them because I was raised in that, and I understand it, as I say. Um, it's, it's rough. It really is rough. You, you want to think for yourself, and there are moments of, of real cognitive dissonance when you realize what you're hearing from the pulpit or from other Christians is just craziness. Um, but you don't want to lose your tribe and you don't want to disappoint uh, the creator. <laughs> so this is just a um, interesting challenge for people who are attached to the conservative religious structures. And there are a number of very conservative religions out there. We know about conservative Judaism and Islam and and Christianity, Protestant and Catholic and others. And it's, um, you can get crushed. I feel I got out before I I lost my life to it, basically. Uh, Yeah, you went to the seminary, didn't you, Caroline? Well, the seminar I went to was Union Theological Seminary in New York City. And at that point, I dropped evangelicalism entirely. It's a very left-wing, socialist-oriented liberation theology and pro LGBTQ <laughs> type of a seminary. It's very left of center. Oh, I see. Well, I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't. Have, I didn't have problems with traditionalism there. I more had problems with it, people being angry, defensive about the um, the prejudices that they had faced in their life, and they were maybe a lot of them kind of bitter about that and clannish. You know, they stuck to their own groups. So it's a accidentally segregated culture. There it was. I was there ages ago, but um, 
no, that wasn't the problem. <laughs> it was my upbringing and going to a conservative Christian college. Actually, not that conservative, but still a Christian college. Um, and uh, yeah, just having to break out and away from the church. And then dumb enough to work for two Christian organizations, <laughs> which was just ridiculous. I absolutely didn't belong to them. I just wanted to be of help in the community. And um, yeah. Uh, interesting something that uh what did lincoln say a house divided against itself shall fall yeah and the thing that we've got here is we've got the most extreme polarization going on i don't think that's ever been this way before and you know the last time it was like this we had a civil war and there's a lot of people that are still in that 1800s mentality that says if you don't have blood in the water you don't have any freedom either Mm -hmm. and i don't believe in that that is going backwards Mm -hmm. way backwards that's in other words uh in order to have freedom you've got to kill somebody is that freedom well that's what we're taught isn't it it certainly is yeah Right along, you're going to go to hell if you don't do this, 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 and this, and you better do it fast. (laughs) Spare the rod, spoil the child. How many other ones like that? Oh, gosh. I got to get all confused and think that Christianity is their patriotism. And so that the extreme um, conservatism uh, the one is indelibly linked to the other. And so they can't let go of one without releasing or losing the other. It's it's really, it's pretty intense. Yes, and that brings me back to that ranked choice voting because Tom Cotton spoke up about that election in Alaska with the ranked choice voting system. And he said Alaska's ranked choice voting system is a scam. I'm well, not wondering what is ranked choice voting system. I wasn't aware of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I mentioned it a little bit earlier that this young oh, lady, her name was Mary Paltola, and she was a full-blooded Native Alaskan woman, and she won over Sarah Palin. And um, they had an election because the the character that was in there before, his name was Don Young, but he died. He died last March, but they had to have a somebody else take his place, and they didn't do it till now. But that guy held that position for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like an ultra conservative Republican, red, red, red from one end to the other. And Alaska is a very red state, and they voted for a Democrat. And they did it because of ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting means you can choose, this is my first choice, this is my second choice, this is my third choice, and this is my fourth choice, this is my fifth choice. So you got more than one choice or more than two choices. And I think that needs to happen yesterday. Because this thing of the you either vote Democratic or Republican, and if you vote independent, you always give your vote away mm-hmm. to some of the main the main two party system. And I mean, we've heard this for over a year that the Republican Party is going to be erased from the record because it's so corrupt. 
And I mean, they're just murder for hire. You either do what you say or you're dead routine. And that's not where we're going. That doesn't have anything to do with coming from your high heart and bringing heart into a place where it's never gone before, you might say, in terms of government. And this is supposed to be setting the path forward. This is supposed to be the United States of Altia America, the, the new America, the, 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 the idea of freedom in a way that we haven't explored. And, you know, the reason it hasn't been explored is because having power and money and, uh, yeah, and anything else in between uh, and making it's like you're always going to have destitute people. You're always going to have rich people. And if you're lucky, you can be in the middle class, but maybe not. That's ridiculous. Yep. And so ranked choice voting really changes the game. And it, uh, it also requires of each individual on the path to really speak, you know, speak from knowledge and wisdom and compassion and, uh, and go beyond all organized religion. Uh, and that's why I thought it was very wise to, to call for separation of church and state in the very beginning. That was Thomas Jefferson that really spoke to that one. And even though he owned slaves, uh, Madison owned slaves, John Adams owned slaves. I mean, da, 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 da. that's a whole nother story. Uh, we came here to do it all, didn't we? <laughs> That's a tall order. <laughs> well, we did, didn't we? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's, and, and again, I was listening to something today that, um, easy piece of cake to live to 120 and not be sick a day in your life and the body can function in perfection and can be healthy and happy, wealthy and wise. And, uh, and then the sky is the limit beyond that too. And I mean, I know they think Rama's been smoking a lot of stuff when he says, I have a friend and she's 20,000 years in the same body. Yeah. And she wanted to do that. And I hear Omina, she says, I'm gone. No, 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 thank you. No more. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that is absolutely true. I do <laughs> not want to, whatever, a thousand, I may be a thousand years old, but I'm not going to be in the same body for a thousand years. Well, Can you imagine? Well, I, we don't have to imagine. We have a friend that's 20,000 years old in the same body and she doesn't look a day over 50. Well, God bless her. That's all God I can say. Her. She's yeah. probably not from Earth planets. She's probably from another planet. We're so. all, none of us are from Earth. Nobody has ever been from Earth. We're well, yeah, but a lot, a lot of us may have spent more time on Earth than anywhere else. Yes. 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 But 
But in the case of Leonara, she volunteered. She said, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work with the evolution of quantum healing and quantum ascension in the body on earth. And that's probably her job. That's what she chose. Yeah. We all choose our job. Huh? We all do. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. And mine wasn't definitely that. (laughs) yeah and the other thing is that not only can the body not age the body can ascend which doesn't mean that it drops what it means is it becomes light body and she is doing that and she has done it already and she has the ability to go in and out of layers of dimensional multi-dimensionality with no problem she can travel to anywhere in the universe, anytime, and come back and do what she wants and assess and put it in the record. She's got a holographic library that goes for miles under the uh, New Mexico State Library mm-hmm. of everything that she's been in a body experiences from back in Atlantis. It's all there in a holographic library. And she's the master of that library. That's something else. That's a whole nother story. And Rama's been able to go down there and see those things. And well, I'm going to take my earth body to bed right now. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Omina, for this day and time together. And anybody else got their two cents to put in here before we call for the music? And I'm sure Penny's picked something wild. And Good wonderful. night, Omina. We'll see you at the dance hall. Yes, Mandy, you will. I hope you feel better. Much love, everybody. Night, night. Much love. Night, night, Omina. Night, night, Caroline. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, you, Ramatar. Thank you. And uh, Commander Don, we wish you angel wings. May be well. And music maestro. Thank you to all our listeners. Namaste. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone. Come, Andrew Don. <laughs> Rama will call you, uh, um, Caroline, in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready for the music, Maestro. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Much love, everyone. <laughs> See you about uh, uh, mañana. One, two, three, four.